that was, I mean, that was so important to me. And that wasn't in the early drafts of the script, the sibling piece. And I literally went back to the network and said, we can't make this movie if we don't have this conversation. It doesn't yeah. have to be, wow. doesn't have to be a long, it can be just maybe one scene, but, yeah, they, sure. but they gave us several scenes and we had a really strong meaty story arc for um, our actress, Hilda, who had never acted before. Can you believe that? the awesome pleasure uh, and honor of speaking with the star actors in the new Hallmark film, Our Christmas Journey, uh, a story about a family and how autism affects mm -hmm. each person in the family, uh, a story Ben and I relate to very strongly. Yes. <laughs> uh, our guests are Holly Robinson-Pete, a woman who has done it all from writing two books to mm -hmm. starring in over 100 roles through her TV and movie career. Uh, none of these accomplishments have stopped her from also being a strong mo mother and loving wife, an advocate for autism after her son, Rodney Jr., was diagnosed at three. Holly and her husband, uh, Rodney, formed the Holly Rod Foundation to help families affected by autism. Her co-star, Nick Sanchez, is making his own waves as he rises up the acting ladder, starting classes at age five. He debuted and stars in ABC's The Rookie for the past two years, and Nick is making history as the first actor with autism playing an autistic character in a Hallmark film. Woo! Nick describes himself as awesomely autistic, which is a statement I think I could have heard Ben saying once or twice, like I swear. A superhero. <laughs> uh, and instead of letting autism... Uh, maybe weigh him down, he uses it and to overcome his challenges, which is really the heart of our show. Yeah. Um, the idea of raised typical, we spell it R-A-Z-E-D, which means to destroy, yeah. because Ben has pretty consistently destroyed typical for us, yeah. um, and it almost always ends up being some kind of positive outcome. Um, and so, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. We are so lucky to have you, uh, and it's a, a blast, and we're excited to talk to you. I'm excited too. I is I'm just crying. I <laughs> have tears in my eyes. I'm like, <laughs> well, I am so excited to be here and to be talking about this movie, which we could not have made if it weren't for Nick Sanchez. So, I hold I give him all the props and the credit because uh, it'd been one thing to do a movie and hire an actor to play this character, but Nick had you know had brought such an awesome level of um, experience and and just um, professionalism and so many other things and just talent to this this part and it gave us the opportunity to tell a story as you said autism affects the entire family mm. and it was important to tell all those stories in this one movie and that was what I am the most proud of yeah. that we were able to tell so many stories in a very short period of time I felt the weight of the world, to be honest, to, to try to at least tell enough stories so that people, especially in the autism community, would feel seen in this movie. And I think I think we definitely did that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So actually, uh, my first question, Holly, is for you. 
And with the the movie Our Christmas Journey, there, as you said, there's a lot of themes and kind of emotions that are in and through it all, and, and you get a lot of good perspectives from different characters who portray different parts of the family. But my question is, when it comes to those emotions and themes that may reflect your real life, as, a, as it does reflect our real life, did that make it easier to act or harder to act in this movie? Oh, to having real life experience in it, yeah. it made it much easier. Yeah. It made it much easier because I understood the nuances of who this character is because she was basically uh, me. Sure. I mean, she really was. I mean, I think Lena was maybe a little bit more rigid than I, I am. Like, a, a, I mean, Lena was really like a helicopter mom. Sure. Um, but I relate to her in so many ways. Um, what I loved was also was having this this storyline of having been divorced mm. and which obviously I'm not, but we had our struggles yeah, as sure. a real life, you know, and while we were raising this young man and just dealing with all kinds of other stuff. And so I love the fact that, you know, the dad comes back to go, you know what, I got this great idea and he keeps pushing this idea to help his son. He feels kind of guilty that he, you know, that he wasn't there for yeah. him and now he's making up for that so all that is to say the answer to your question is it made it definitely much easier um but again we were, i was just telling one story it might have been different for someone else sure but having that experience made it more authentic i think sure sure um ben i think the next question right did, did you want it did you go yeah we're, we'll, we'll let's get that one we'll for get, now i actually but... asked this question yeah i believe when i was searching on the internet your first show was sesame street i grew up watching sesame street I love Dalmo, but I love Julia. They have a character in there who has autism, which is really incredible. It feels like we got some great reputation for kids with on the spectrum, helping kids understand that autism is not a bad thing. I love speaking at schools and helping understand autism. What are some ways that you can think that we can educate our kids on autism and inclusion? Well, I'm glad you brought up Julia because that was a game changer. And my yeah. experience on Sesame Street, uh, I mean, it was a full circle moment. I was honored to be asked by Sesame Street to introduce Julia. Um, when she was first announced on the show, I went to um, Capitol Hill and I went and I, and I actually introduced her and that was great because my dad was the original Gordon and started it and yeah. all the whole thing. So it was just like, oh my gosh, this is a full circle moment. Um, so I love that we have that representation because I'll tell you, if when RJ was three, four years old and we had Julia to watch, yeah. that would have been game changer for him growing up it would have been a game changer for him going to school because those kids his peers would have some exposure to autism so um loving that um and 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 absolutely thrilled um to to do that but i think the biggest thing that you can we can do we can all do is what you said is go out talk to people you know i, I i'm so excited you know to i keep trying to tell nick that he's going to be one of the best speakers on the circuit because he has such a great story and he's so yeah. articulate and um but i think getting out talking to people um using your platform to advocate uh all of those things help bring awareness and acceptance and crush the stigma of autism yeah that's something you know ben ben consistently and, and recently he's been talking in schools about about his story and i just think like you said it just really helps normalize in and in, in a way that is tangible for students because i think it's really easy to 
think, oh, that's somewhere else, or that's like not, I'm not dealing with that directly. But as soon as Ben comes into school or, or Nick goes into school and speaks, it, it makes it you know right there. It's like, oh, okay, like this is something that I can you know digest and experience, um, yeah. which is great. So yeah. we got a question for Nick, right? Ben? I do. I have a great question for Nick. Nick, I I know you have autism, and I have autism as well. I love acting. You know what? You know what, Nick? I did theater when I was in middle school and high school. I saw you started acting classes at the age of five. What was the process like to get your first acting role? Well, I like I started classes at five, but I like I stopped shortly after, and I tried to get professionally until a little over two years ago. Hmm. Um, my first role, as you guys know, is the ABC's The Rookie. Um, it came after you know a lot of auditions. I had to go through almost a year of auditions without callbacks. And but because of COVID, it was actually a lot easier because I didn't have to go somewhere. Self tapes made it so much easier for me because I can go at my own pace. My mom was there reading for me. Um, and like when I read the script for Silas, I immediately knew that it was like basically me. Mm. <laughs> but like. Um, I, all I had to really worry about was just remembering the lines and that was pretty much it. Um, and luckily they, um, the ABC really liked me and, um, yeah, it just went up from there. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those things that, um, as we're saying, you know, we hope to see more and more of, and, and Ben's got a, a question about it later on, but, um, Ben has consistently joked. I say joked for him. It's very serious, uh, that he wants his life to be a movie. And if I know anything about Ben, it's that at one point it may happen. Um, and so it's it's cool to see uh, films and uh, studios being more open and accepting and, and looking for people to play those roles for sure. Um, now, another thing that Ben loves is Christmas. And Holly, we saw this in an interview that you did on Ryan and Kelly. Ben wants to keep stuff like this up year round. Yes. And uh, I am always the naysayer, <laughs> but we saw that you have your Christmas tree up uh, year round or Christmas decorations at least. Uh, how does your family react to that? Uh, my kids get really embarrassed when they bring their friends over and it's like August and 95 <laughs> outside and they're like, oh my gosh, your mom's Christmas tree is still up. But it really only came, went up or stayed up by default. It's because we put it up in 2020, you know, 2020 was a rough year for everyone. And then I went off to go make some movies in, in Vancouver in Canada. And then like, I didn't take the tree down partially because I didn't have time, sure. but then everybody offered to take it down, but I didn't want them breaking my ornaments because I had cherished my ornaments. So I was like, I don't want you guys <laughs> touching my ornaments. And I don't, and I don't, nobody put, you know, I'm like a, a an anal Virgo mom. So I'm like, nobody puts my ornaments back right. <laughs> I know? love you. So I like, Sorry. Yeah, no, it's like, okay, just nobody puts them back right. So, so they're not, they're not coming down till I take them down. And of course, next thing I know is, is September and October. <laughs> I'm like, well, shoot, we might as well leave it up now. So I it's just it. really stayed up for a full year. I don't know that I'm going to go into 2022 with it up. I think sure. the kids, the kids are like, might come to me like pulling the intervention on me on that um but but i but i actually enjoyed having it up all year it was a rough weird year and i just it made me happy to see the tree it just made me happy yeah. to see it and yeah. so i love it and i have a like this really cool um balsam hill tree too that's like called twinkly and it's got this you can you can 
do all the LED lights in any oh, pattern you want. Yeah, um, I've seen some oh of those. Oh my gosh, tree is insane. And so, so cool. I just, and you can design your own pattern. Anyway, I love it. So so um yeah, don't think I'll do it for till through 2022. I think I'm going to put it down after the first uh, like maybe the second week of the new year. Um sure. but it's been fun having it up. I love it. And I love your ornaments. I like your, your Santa ornaments I saw on Callie and Ryan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like my 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 black Santas. I collect all these like chocolate Santas. Yep. Um, and they're, I'm a, kind of obsessed with them because, you know, when I was growing up, shoot, honey, Santa was black to me because, and anybody, and my dad explained to me, he was like, um, I was like, mom, dad, is Santa black? They said he's the color of the person that's giving you Christmas gifts. <laughs> And I always thought Santa was, you know, brown because my dad and mom were giving me. So I used to co I collect them and I love my collection. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Ben had a, a like a, a question if we had extra time about that. Um, but but he had mentioned that, that you kind of scour eBay um, to find the, and I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> Damn it, I'll call you in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a tradition where our parents every year from one through 18, we would go to Hallmark the day after Christmas and we'd pick out an ornament. Um, and that was just something. And then, you know, my older brother just got a house. And so mom took all his ornaments and you know, there you go. There's your 18 oh, ornaments. Oh, nice. He yeah. can have his own Christmas over there. That's yep. so cool. He has exactly. his own tree. And, yep. Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, okay, so our next question is one that I think the movie addresses in a couple of different ways, oh. but um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you ask it. Don't worry, Ben. Um, but it's something that I think um, in the movie, we, we talk about uh, Nick's character experiencing it, and in real life, Ben's definitely experienced it, and I'm sure RJ probably has as well. Um, but Ben, go ahead. Why don't you ask so it? I was going to say, Nick, this is for Nick and Holly. Um, I have found it hard to make close friend, close deep friendships. As an actor who lives in the public eye, how do you manage friendships? I know someone is a real friend. What are some tools that you use for making making friendships? Um, well, first of all, I do agree with that. It is hard to make and especially like keep friends. Um, I have struggled with that all of my life, and I'm very like a trustworthy person, which isn't always a bad, which isn't always a um, good thing, especially when it comes to certain types of people. I mean, right now my mom's helpful for making sure that I'm talking to the right people and like I'm safe when I'm like meeting friends and stuff like that. But it, I'm definitely working on trying to get better at like forming relationships and connecting with others. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would say probably with RJ, very similar scenario. He didn't really have a lot of friends most of his young life. Um, and there was like one friend who was really focused and I just saw it was really there for him. Um, but he really didn't have a whole lot of friends. It wasn't until he got this job with the Dodgers, ironically, that he all of a sudden now has like, like, oh, I'm going to Horror Nights. With, I'm like, who are you going to Horror Nights with? Oh, my boys, you know, like, like, <laughs> I love he's, got, it. like he's gotten like a, a dugout, a clubhouse full of friends now. And it's really great, which is one of the reasons why at our foundation we, we try to help uh, young people get get jobs because it really does create a team around you not just yeah. you know pun intended like it creates um um you know a, a kind of a network of friends which that he didn't have at school and it was really hard for him to make friends at school yeah um and experience some bullying and those types of things so 
Um, I would say the tips though, then would be probably just to, um, to try to cultivate friendships um, um, in, in many different ways. And I think now, and RJ didn't have this growing up as a young, young kid, socially, social media is a good yeah. way to do it. I mean, obviously there's some pitfalls and some, some things that you gotta watch out for, sure. but you can create some pretty good relationships socially that don't always involve the, you know, being in front of someone. Um, and I think for some of our kids in our community, um, that is a good thing because some kids really struggle with eye contact and the connectivity. And sometimes the screen right here gives a nice little buffer uh -huh. and you don't feel quite as judged. So I think now more than ever, it's easier to maybe make some friends through social media and make some connectivity. Um, but for RG, it was, it was definitely a struggle. I was just going to say one thing. So I met a group called the Ed Asner Family Center and I'm friends with um, Nava and Matt and they do movie chat and that's how I met them through a Zoom. Yes, that's a, that's a, one of my favorite organizations. Ed was a very, very good friend of ours and we supported each other a lot um, and just still really hurt to have lost him. But yeah. Matt, Matt is a great friend too. I've known him for probably God, 30 years and we, we, they're just a great family. So yeah, there's people out there, you know, yeah. that are looking for friends and, and um, it's pretty, pretty cool that that I'm glad to hear that you're friends with them. Yeah. And Chelsea does a great job with the movie chat. So yeah. She is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something that is so true. I'm I, like, I'm that cusp, right. Of the generation where like technology was coming out as I was growing. And so I, uh, I'm 26. Okay. Um, and so, you know, like when I was in eighth grade, the first iPod touch came out and like, you know, we kind of saw the progression of Facebook and things like that. Um, and so I definitely see that. Um, but I don't always think about it as like the great way to develop friendships. And it's definitely something that, um, I could see my clients, but also, also Ben using very well, as you know, he already tried, you know, got you to follow him on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be following you right after this, Ben. I know. So, yeah. So, I had, so this is for Nick and Holly. So I wrote to Hallmark in January of 2021 to see if you guys can make a Christmas movie about autism. Well, I was doing company work one day when I saw you guys doing this. I was over the moon. My dream came true. And I wanted to see if Hallmark can make more movies about autism and a love story about autism, two couple meeting. Oh. Uh, so I won't get into that later. But, <laughs> but um, that had autism. But... What was the process to make to get this movie approved? Well, it was um, we we pitched some movies similar to this a few years ago, and it was not greenlit. And and I was remember I was feeling some kind of way about that, but now I'm so glad that timing the timing mm. wasn't right then, and it's a new regime there, and there's a lot of changes over there. Yeah. Um, but I always wanted to do this movie. It was on my top of my bucket list to make a movie like this. And this is, you know, like my eighth or ninth Hallmark Christmas movie. And I was like, okay, I want to do something. All I love all the Christmas movies. They're like kids, you know, I love them all. But this is my favorite um, because, again, we were able to, to, to bring so many um, conversations to the table about, about autism and how it impacts the family. Uh, but went to them. We literally got on a Zoom like this. And with my production partner, Orly, we went to them with a story. And we pitched it and then they were like well who are you going to get to play your son now at that point rj was like oh i can do it 
because he wanted <laughs> he knew he was like am i gonna get a paycheck i was like yes <laughs> like, i want to do it but then i'm like no it's october it's like october is baseball month mm -hmm. right playoffs i'm like you can't come and then it just so happened that you know um my friends boris kojo and his wife nicole ari parker were doing a movie in baltimore and they called me and they go, oh, we're working with this, this young man and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh my God, I got I need him. Like, tell him, tell him he's got to come do my movie right after yours. I and that's really, literally how it happened. Nick was shooting another movie that's going to air next. You know, I'm, I'm Nick's agent now and his mom. And it's, the movie's going to air next, next year. Um, and Nick, you'll tell us more about that if you have more information. But um, and I, I was just so excited because I knew this movie could not be made without Nick Sanchez. Like we, I, love it. I was not going to have a, hire an actor to play this part unless this is an actor who really understood what it was like to be on the spectrum and, and yeah. all that stuff. So, so anyway, that was pretty much it. Once we got, that was the movie get greenlit, but then it was like, okay, now we got to cast this thing. Right. And, and getting Nick was the biggest piece and i was just like call him and offer him the part he doesn't have to audition he just needs to just say yes i love it i love, love was, it i love really it cool. that was really cool and then 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 again the rest of it all fell into place we we you know we had we really went out there orly and i my production partner and i went we're like okay we're gonna cast this thing but it's like the all of it just came together and so again cast hilda who played um Nick's sister, who never really had a role like that before, she crushed it. Yeah. Um, Lyric, who played my husband, was just amazing. Or my ex-husband, I should say, was amazing. And then Aloma Wright, who played my mom, like we we got her at the last minute, and she, she such brought a good job. she brought she, all the glue. Yeah, then, she's amazing. Yeah, she was awesome. And Caroline, um, and Graham, who played the other mother son mother son. Yeah. Um, that storyline, it all was amazing. So. That was pretty it. much the the thing, and then it, when it aired, um, I just I watched it a couple times, and then I'm just I don't usually love to watch myself on on movies, but I just love this movie so much. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's as Ben said, uh, he has it in his brain uh, an autism love story. So who knows? Maybe yeah, that maybe, could be the next know. that could be yeah. the next chapter. So who yeah. knows? And maybe yeah. I'll be calling Nick to to do that. But there that is that, that's a, yeah, that is definitely Nick's like uh -uh, I'm not doing that. No kiss, <laughs> you Nick. <laughs> no, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> Take your time. I'll wait for you. I'll yeah, yeah, that's all right. It's good to have those boundaries, Nick. You know, <laughs> all right. Um, so actually, it's interesting, Nick, that that we've been talking about this because it's a, my next question for you, and it's something that I'm very interested in. Is for Ben, you know, around the house or chores or whatever, we're always trying to give him direction. So I'm I'm wondering on set, how how do you handle direction from the directors? And then is there any like advice you would give directors when it comes to working with someone with special needs? Well, well, first of all, I actually, you know, handled the directions pretty well, you know, on set. And like when I'm in like the atmosphere, it's really easy for me to stay focused. Like, mm. but sometimes like if they use like a certain like vocabulary, or, like they like sound a certain way, like it might take me a moment to process it or like sure. I may just like stand there freeze and like wait what what did you say or like just like shut down for a second but like that's why I really appreciate my mom always being there because she mm -hmm. always like like rephrases it in my kind of language and she always like helps you understand everything and she tells the director or whoever's giving me directions like tell my mom that I don't understand so that mm -hmm. she will come to me and you know 
make sure that I understand. And, um, and a lot of times she explains things way better than, um, than anyone else can. Sure, <laughs> she's my sure. mom. Yeah, she right. Anyone else knows me, even myself. But after that, everything just clicks and I just keep on going. <laughs> yeah. No, that's amazing. Um, something that has been a new phrase around here, we've been calling it uh, momager. <laughs> for, for, for you know mom, mom manager um but it's interesting i've never thought about that kind of like almost mm-hmm. translator um because yeah. that's something that for sure has been um prevalent in our experience with ben um is you know someone's interacting with ben and he's like ah, i'm just totally lost and either you know me my mom or dad have to step in and be like hey you know this is what's going on and then ben's like oh okay i got it i got it um i just get excited about things yeah yeah. ben ben definitely does get excited about things nick i couldn't even sleep last night i couldn't just too excited to talk to you guys all right so this is for holly i heard rj works for the dodgers and uh i work for the philadelphia eagles as a game day staff and amazing we more more amazing and we need more sports teams that that should hire more people with disabilities and i know the eagles do about the eagles autism foundation shout out to ryan hammond and everybody the equals autism. What are some advice that you were given employees, employers or companies to hiring people with special needs or employees? Well, first of all, I did not know that you worked for the Eagles on game day. That is so awesome. That's you have to my come team. visit me in Pepsi Plaza. Yeah. Listen, that's my team. Um, you know, I was born and bleed Eagle green. I and, love it. Um, so I love that. I love me some Eagles. Um, and then when my husband became the quarterback of the Eagles, that was like a whole surreal experience. Yeah, um, right. And i um, glad my dad was around to see that because nobody was a bigger mm-hmm. Eagles fan than my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you hire inclusively, you, you, you definitely improve your workplace. Um, and I'm absolutely thrilled that the Dodgers hired RJ because um, they understood that hiring inclusively uh, really it builds a winning team and it gives the opportunity for uh, employers to hire people who think outside the box. Not everybody processes things the same way. And that diversity of thinking and that neurodiversity is that's an asset to any company. Yeah. So I'm always telling, you know, um, the companies that we work with at Holly Rod, like whether it's Cigna or Outback Steakhouse or CVS Pharmacy. Like we're always <laughs> like that steak, Ben. Yeah, I love that steak and sweet potato. Uh-huh. But yeah, CBS blue, is a great store too. It's that blooming onion. It's a blooming onion for me. But, okay. um, but but that that we place a lot of uh, people there, um, and and when you have that kind of diversified employee pool and workplace, it's a very good thing. And they can not only be a good employee, but sometimes your best employee. I mean, RJ is so such a good employee there. They love him so much. Um, and, and I, and I just, it's, it's a game changer for him. Um, but yes, I'm always impressed what we do at Holly Rod. Basically we, we knock down the doors of big corporations and, and yeah. tell them they have to hire, you know, our kids and, and hire these young people. And it really has been really gratifying work. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's so important. Um, and even you said, you know, it, it builds friendships, um, but also I, you know, with Ben speaking at schools, we talked about it and the reason we're, we're pushing it and, and doing this company thing is because it's what Ben wants to do. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, I want Ben in a job that he's going to enjoy, not just, you know, a thing for a paycheck. Like I want him to enjoy right. what he does. Yeah. It's um, meaningful employment. I mean, it's right. about 
I mean, listen, all the backing, packing groceries and bagging groceries is a great job too. But there are all sorts of things that, you know, people that are on the spectrum can do. And I just think now, I mean, RJ was diagnosed 20 years ago. And so it's changed so much 20 years ago, you couldn't find any Mm -hmm. organization like shouting out there that they hire inclusively. So things have changed. And I think that's a, a great thing. When RJ got, I mean, you know, when he was three, you guys know the story. I mean, he was told all these things he would never do. And right. one of them was meaningful employment and he would never drive. That's and, you know, and, and, and so to cut to, as we say in the business, to smash cut to RJ getting presented his World Series ring by right. a bunch of, you know, you know, superstar baseball players who just love him like a little brother. That's, it's just pretty, pretty cool. So yeah. That's, I yeah. love that. I that's, love that. That's a, I drive Howie. I could drive out to California. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come on, Come on. There you Come go. On. There you Get, go. On, get on the highway. Well, Come on out ben, here. What, what did you do for the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl? I I carried the trophy, and I was a guest on the Ellen show. Yeah, so he carried the trophy for the Lombardi, the Lombardi trophy for the ring ceremony for the Eagles. And you went on Ellen? With, mm-hmm. with John Dormas, yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. I yeah, love so that. I thought you'd appreciate the, you know, the Eagles. Yes. Uh, the win at Super Bowl for sure. Have you ever heard of the Eagles Autism Foundation? Oh yeah, I've, we we've come and spoken for them. And remember, Rodney, you know, played for them, and so we're friends with the Luries and and awesome. and the owners. And so we we've worked extensively and partnered our organizations with them. So they do great work. We partnered with a with American Airlines and um, an event that we do called It's Cool to Fly American with them as well in Philly, okay, cool. and that was really cool. Yes, a great organization. Yeah. Well, I know we're, we're rapidly kind of approaching that, that timeline here. And so what I want to do for you guys is just kind of give you the floor for anything you've got going on. I know obviously the movie, but anything else that you, you may want to uh, talk about, we're just kind of rolling out the red carpet for you guys. So go ahead. Feel free to, the floor is to yours. open up. You go, Nick. Nick, do we, do you have an air date for your lifetime movie yet? Um, well, first of all, thank you for having me. And second of all, yes, I do. It comes out on January 15th on uh, Lifetime. Uh, yeah, check the little listings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, it's called Safe Room. It, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, and, and I mean, I'm so grateful again to, to, to my friends, Boris and Nicole, who, you know, who, who, who introduced me to Nick because it just, it was a game changer for our movie. And okay. um yeah, and and I'm just I'm working on getting ready to release uh, our f- actually it's our going to be our fourth book. Oh, um, awesome! Yeah. Okay, what yeah, was the we third have, one? Well, we did. Well, we we the first book I wrote was called "Get Your Own Damn Beer and Watching the Game." Right. It was a guide to loving pro football. Right. And that it needs to be updated. I wrote it before social media. I wrote it like sure back in the day. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think it was still like Veteran Stadium was still up, right? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. Um, but yeah, we've written My Brother Charlie and Same But Different, which is a okay. kind of middle school version of My Brother Charlie. Gotcha. And then following up My Brother Charlie with some a book called Charlie Makes a Splash. And it talks about kids with autism and, and okay. water water and how they love water. Yeah, yeah. And water, water safety and, and some of those things. So that'll be out april i believe so i'm oh, really excited amazing. about that yeah i have to come back and talk to you guys about that book yeah yeah can i mention something my mom is actually writing a book true and she is. she is a great author um she is incredible um you have to i she hasn't found a 
I'm sure our mother is currently beat red because she would hate that we're even talking about it. But um... mom, listen, mom, <laughs> mom, listen, mom has these great these kids that are advocating for her and doing her press. When you when you write a book, mom, that's what you need. You need people uh -huh. to talk about it all the time. <laughs> that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. So that's 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 the process right now. But it's it's about Ben and and we have way too many funny stories as I'm sure you have with RJ and your husband. I'm sure have a million stories. Um, but it's called swinging from the chandelier because I swung from a chandelier we, when we I was five ben years old. Swinging from the Tell chandelier. me you have a photo or video of you swinging from the chandelier. <laughs> I, I'm sure my mom can find one and and we'll have yeah. send it to you. We'll send it to you. That's your that's your cover of that's your cover art right there. Uh huh. For sure. For sure. Well, both of you, Nick and Holly, thank you, thank so, you much so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate your time. This has felt like Christmas morning. It really yeah. did. I was in my uh, Christmas Snoopy jammies last night. <laughs> um, I was just like. Ready to go. Um, I have my Snoopy right here. Uh huh. I love it. I love it. And you know, our Christmas journey is going to be re-airing many times between now and Christmas Day. And actually, it's Nick's mom that told me last night that it's going to be airing on Christmas morning as well. So awesome. everybody check out our Christmas journey. Yes. I think you're going to really love it. You yes. don't have to be touched or affected by autism to love this movie. Right. Um, right. And I think, I think I'm really just super proud of it. Yeah.